The Church Media Podcast, episode number 31, how to provide a clear on-ramp for new volunteers. Let's do it. Hey there, welcome to the Church Media Podcast. The definitive podcast for creating dynamic experiences and building solid production teams at your church. Video, audio, lighting, stage design, volunteer culture, and more. You can find the show notes for this episode at 1230media.com slash podcast. And now, broadcasting from the heart of the South, here's your host, church media coach, Carl Barnhill. Hey, welcome to episode number 31 of the Church Media Podcast. I'm Carl. Thanks for joining me this week. This is the definitive podcast for helping you create dynamic experiences and build solid media production teams at your church. It's my goal to give you the tools and confidence that you need to use media at your church or through your ministry where people meet Jesus and grow in their relationship with Him. This week's content is a follow-up to what we talked about last week. On the last episode, we tackled the number one question I get asked as I travel speaking and coaching to media production teams around the country, and that is, how do we get new volunteers on our team? If you missed that episode, check it out on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or on our website at 1230media.com forward slash podcast. You may even be listening to this episode on the show notes page, so welcome. This week, I'm going to share with you how to provide a clear on-ramp for new volunteers that join your team. Now, what do I mean by on-ramp? I mean the pathway or the funnel or the steps someone who shows interest in your team can get from interest to consistent volunteer. So the, the pathway, the funnel from, hey, I'm interested in your team to a consistent servant. That's what I mean by on-ramp. Here's the approach I'm going to take. I'm going to share with you what I did as a church media director. I've served in media leadership roles at two large churches in the country and also at an international ministry. At the two churches I served, we tripled the number of consistent people serving on our team. The last church I served was New Spring Church in South Carolina. At one campus alone, we grew from about 30 to 40 volunteers when I came on staff to over 120 volunteers in less than two years. Now, why do I tell you this? Because I know that you can do it. It is doable for you to double and triple the number of consistent volunteers on your team, no matter your church size. You can do this. So I'm going to share with you my on-ramp and how it worked. My hope is that you can implement some of these strategies at your church and see some of the same success. So here we go. You have to know and be involved in how new volunteers get into your ministry. Don't depend on other groups to do that. You can work with other teams, but you have to be involved. As the church media director or the church media guy at your church, you have to be involved in that process. You have to own it. You have to be the most passionate about getting new people onto your team. You're the leader. Everyone is going to feed off your energy. If you focus on that and pour some energy into that, then people will come along and they'll help you. If you have no interest in how people join your team, you just uh, leave it to another ministry, another group in your church to assimilate new volunteers, then then you're out of the process and you can't complain. So in over a uh, little over a year at the Columbia campus of New Spring Church, we saw over a hundred people come into our ministry. We consistently had one of the highest percentages of those coming 
to our team, sometimes more than any other ministry in the church. Now, was it a competition? Not really. We wanted to see every ministry in the church succeed. We wanted every ministry to have a thriving volunteer culture. It was a win for the whole church. But why did the production team get a lot of the numbers? I attribute that growth to a few things. I think we were very intentional and poured energy and time into the following areas. And this was my on-ramp for new volunteers. Here we go. The first step was this, church membership class. Now, New Spring calls its church membership class ownership, and for good reason. They believe that members have rights and owners have responsibility. If you went to your local gym and you saw a piece of trash on the floor or a machine that was broke, you'd tell the manager. If you were the owner you'd go over and you'd pick up the piece of trash or you would fix the machine. Ownership class was held on a weeknight or a Sunday afternoon to those interested in the church. So they just came and what was taught to them or shown to them was here's what our church is all about. Here are the core values and here is what it means to be a part of our church. The class covered the, uh, again, the core values of the church. It it, it did an invitation. There was an invitation for salvation uh, at the end of the class. And then there was a strong push to serve. Okay, so that was step number one is to get involved in that that process and to know that that was the one of the key impact points or one of the key areas that people who are interested in the church as a whole, that's where they would go. So I wanted to be very intentional about, okay, what happens to them when they walk out of that class? Uh, And so that was step number one is to kind of pour energy into that. Okay, step number two is this, opportunities tours. Okay, so out of ownership class, Unless someone knew exactly where they wanted to serve, they were scheduled for what we called opportunities tours. These tours were scheduled on Sundays and would tour every ministry in the church where someone could possibly serve. Now, one thing I noticed in regards to production is that these tours were only going by front of house. They were not coming by the control room. So we made the change and had tours come through backstage and tour our control room. Another thing I noticed is that the hosts of the tours were not as passionate about production as I hoped that they would be. So I started asking the host to pass it off to me when the tour came by. Hey, let me know when they come by, and how long do I have? 90 seconds? Okay, I'll take 90 seconds, and I'll take it off your hands, and I'll speak to this group that comes by for 90 seconds, and then I'll hand it back to you. So we eventually implemented our own team. So I, I... took that on for a while, and then I uh, grew a team that that's all they did. They were tour hosts. So we implemented our own team of tour hosts that would meet the church-wide tour when they came by the control room. Our host would greet them and give them a quick 90-second vision of production and tell them quickly some of the areas that they could serve in on our team and tell, tell them that if they were interested in production, that their next step was what we called first look. Okay, so they also gave them business size cards that we had printed up, and these cards listed every area of production that they could serve in, as well as contact information for scheduling their next step. And their next step, and we'll talk about this in a minute, was a first look, and I'll explain what that is in a minute. So sometimes we would give them uh, also a piece of candy. We would pass out nerds candy and tell them, hey, you don't have to be a nerd to serve in production. Cheesy, 
but memorable. I found that we were the only area that gave them anything as they came through. So we were the only area that gave them business cards with actual printed information on, hey, if you want to take a next step, contact this person. And here's the areas that you can serve in. We were also the only ministry that gave them candy and gave them stuff. Now, was that a bribe? Hmm, maybe. But why not every ministry in the church do that? Uh, now, they don't want to be you know, inundated with a ton of information, but maybe you can figure out you know, a way that uh, you know, every maybe they could do a one sheet that the whole tour gets with all the information about the teams. You can figure out something. But this is what we did. So we poured energy into those opportunities tours. I got the volunteers involved in this process. So we didn't have volunteers just serve executing Sundays. That was a major piece of what we did. But I also got volunteers uh, involved in other areas, and this was one of those areas, is how can you be involved in uh, helping new volunteers come to our team? And one area of those is you could be a tour host. Okay, so I did get some pushback occasionally. Some ministries got a little jealous, honestly, that we were getting so many people or we would see or would see it as a competition. Now, it was and it wasn't. I wanted to see our ministry thrive. I wanted to use the system that was in place to its fullest extent, but I also wanted to see other ministries succeed too. What would happen to volunteer numbers if every ministry in your church poured time and energy into inviting, like we talked about last week, and getting new volunteers passionate about serving? Also, who would be more passionate about our ministry than those who were in the same shoes just a few months ago. We would take uh, new volunteers that had been on our team for three or four months and put them in that position. They were super excited that they've been serving the last three months, so we put them right there. Who would be more passionate than someone who just lived in those shoes a few months earlier? Think also of how many next steps and opportunities could be provided to people in your church if every ministry in your church poured energy into a church membership class, what they did when they came out of that class, and then poured energy into these opportunity tours that I'm suggesting. All right, step three in my on-ramp was what we called production first look. Now, after the opportunities tour, we would check on the numbers each week to see how many people out of the tour signed up for production. We got a list of these people's names, phone numbers, and email addresses. Someone from our production team or myself would contact them during the week. I would tell them how excited I was that they were interested in serving in production. I would also make sure they knew when they were scheduled for a first look, where to go, what time to be there, and my contact information or way to get a hold of me if they had any questions about our team, if they thought of something during the week that they wanted to ask, I gave them a phone number or an email address that they could contact me uh, or a member of our team. A production first look was a Sunday. This was a Sunday morning experience where a volunteer, again, we got volunteers involved in this process. We would call these our first look hosts. And uh, they would know the people who were scheduled for a first look they would go pick them up, they would tour them around front of house, and then they would bring them back to our control room. The new volunteers would hang out for a few minutes. Usually we had breakfast or something to give them, candy, drinks. Uh, we would play games in our, in our production headquarters area, things like that. Then we would sit on a couch, uh, have them sit on a couch in our control room and observe the service. Uh, 
We installed headphones on a rack above the couch that they could listen to calm while watching a service. They couldn't talk on the calm, but they could listen. And I want to uh, rabbit trail here for a second and say that this idea of putting a rack up above the couch and having uh, headphones for each of these people that came in, this idea came from a volunteer First Look host. He said, hey, what we need is this. We need a, a rack of headphones that they can sit in and listen in. And uh, how much does it cost? I'll buy it. And so that was that was interesting, and that was a turning point because if we hadn't have implemented volunteers in this area, quite possibly that idea might not have come to the surface. So to involve uh, volunteers in, in every area to help you and to bring ideas uh, to the surface is really going to help your team. Okay, uh, It was a really cool behind-the-scenes experience for the volunteers wearing the headphones. They could watch the service while listening to Calm. Uh, and when we got into the message portion of the service, the First Look host would take the volunteers, the new volunteers, to another room with a table, and they would go through a little packet of information. We called it our First Look packet. This packet included the following items. The vision of our team, a quick list of the positions that they could serve in, the time requirements for serving on our team, our training process, we had a fairly extensive training process, which I'll go over here in a little bit. Uh, and also, it included a longer description of every position on the team. So if they wanted more information, it was right there for them. Before leaving First Look, each new volunteer had to choose which position they wanted to start learning. They also had to give us a tentative date for their first training session. The First Look host would also make sure we had their con uh, correct contact information too so we could get a hold of them during the week and we could write them cards and things like that. After First Look, they could stay and hang out for the remainder of the service if they wanted to or they could even stay the next service and knock out their first training session if they wanted. So those are the first three steps in my on-ramp for new volunteers. Church membership class, opportunities tour, and production first look. The final step in this on-ramp for new volunteers was our basic training curriculum. I'll give you the details on what that looked like when I come back. Let's take a break. Let your brain catch up. I'll be right back. You're listening to the Church Media Podcast with Carl Barnhill. The show notes for this episode are available now at 1230media.com slash podcast. We'll be right back. From the creators of God's Not Dead. I hate what people like your clients stand for and what they're doing to our society. A classroom answer. One of your students sent a text to their parents. Did this happen? If you're asking whether I responded to a student's question, yes. And your answer incorporated the words of Jesus. Could cost Grace Wesley everything. The Thollies are asking that you be fired plus revocation of your teaching certificate. They're looking to destroy you. I'm not gonna be afraid to say the name Jesus. I would rather stand with God and be judged by the world than stand with the world and be judged by God. God's Not Dead 2, in theaters April 1st. Rated PG, parental guidance suggested. Tickets and showtimes available at godsnotdead.com. 
Welcome back. I was about to tell you about our basics training curriculum, but let's review real quick. My on-ramp for new volunteers was four steps. Ownership or church membership class. Two, opportunities tours. Three, production first look. And four, basics training. Okay, so after production first look, a new volunteer went through a training process before they were ready to be put on a rotation to serve on a Sunday. I would never put someone on a position on Sunday cold with no training at all. This happens so many uh, times in churches, and then we wonder why people get frustrated and leave. If you were just thrown in and had no clue what was going on, and you had hundreds of people staring at you, and you didn't know what to do, you would be flustered, uh, you would be frustrated and you would leave quickly. So don't put volunteers on gear on Sunday cold with no training at all. If you can help it, train in environments that are not on stress-filled Sundays. Don't train on Sundays if you can. Pick a night during the week. Try to get together uh, Wednesday after your midweek service or we had a training experience every Monday night with our band. Uh, try to offer non-stress training environments, okay? So here was my training process for new volunteers. By the way, I've written blog posts on each of these concepts, uh, and I'm also in the middle of writing a book that will give you a comprehensive strategy on all these things and how to uh, double your volunteer team. You can get all this content for free on our blog at 1230media.com forward slash blog. And you can be looking for the book in the coming months. Sometime uh, the end of this year is when that will be published. I'll also be doing a full podcast episode on my volunteer training curriculum later this year. So be looking for that too. All right, let me give you a quick synopsis of what our training process looked like. The training process for new volunteers was structured like college courses. Basics 101, Basics 102, and Basics 103. Then we had a Basics 200 series. That was for cross-training volunteers. And then we had a Basics 300 series for training new directors. So Basics 100s, 200s, 300s. So let me go over the Basics 100 series for you, okay? Basics 101, so there's 101, 102, 103. Basics 101 was the new volunteer observed a veteran volunteer running the position that they were interested in for one service on a Sunday. That's all I want you to do. One service that we do, I want you to sit with someone who knows how to do that position, and I want you to watch them. That's it. That was Basics 101. Basics 102 was this. They were asked to attend a Monday night training experience where they were teamed with a veteran volunteer. And what I mean by, let me rabbit trail for a second and, and define what I mean by veteran volunteer. If you've been uh, consistently serving on our team for three to five months, I would consider you a veteran volunteer. Um, you don't have to wait until you've been there for years to be considered a veteran. Someone who's been there uh, and done a position four or five times, uh, or three to five months, something like that, let them train somebody else. It's a perfect time for, for you to do that, especially while the information is fresh. Okay, so back to Basics 102. This was a Monday night training experience 
where the new volunteer was teamed with a veteran volunteer for an extensive one-on-one training. They also had the opportunity to do a full run-through with a live band. So the band rehearsed every Monday night. And while they were on stage rehearsing, we had stage cameras learning stage cam, and they had real people to, to shoot on stage. Uh, we had uh, our camera one on, on, tripod, on a tripod in the back of the room. They had real people on the stage that they could uh, shoot and kind of get a feel of the camera. We had people in the control room that were training people on ProPresenter and Switcher and our broadcast position, things like that. Okay. So the full, uh, the the full run-through had no one in the audience, mind you, and this was intentionally for training only. So at the end of our Monday night, we would do a full run-through, a full service of the upcoming Sunday. So whenever the band was ready, we would start a countdown and we would run through a fake service. Now, it was terrible because it was all newbies running the position, but that is, that's exactly what we wanted. We wanted them to get practice, to give them a, a practice and a, and a training ground to make, make mistakes and mess up and learn things and, and, uh, and learn it. Uh, and, and also, we would tell, especially our stage cameras, look, you're going to do multiple Monday nights. You're going to do two or three Monday nights before we put you on a Sunday. Very rarely would we take someone right straight from a Monday directly to a Sunday rotation team. Usually they did maybe two to three Monday nights so that they could get comfortable, even if they just came in and did the run-through, just to have some more practice. Um, That way it gave them a training ground and a practice ground to to practice on the position before, before game day, before Sunday. Okay, basics 103. So again, we're 101. That's they observed a veteran running a position uh, for one service on a Sunday. Basics 102 was our Monday night training experience. They were teamed with a veteran for one-on-one training. And then Basics 103 is this. They served on their position on a Sunday with a veteran scheduled with them as a safety net for them. We jokingly called this class Bowling with Bumpers. Uh, because the the new person would actually run the position, but the veteran would be there to say, oh, no, 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 hit that one. There you go. Great job. You know, things like that to just kind of be a safety net for them. Now, we tried not to let them be a crutch. Uh, and again, it was just for one time they had that safety net. So they really needed to uh, learn that on their own. But it just, it helped them build confidence to know that I'm not going to screw up. They're not going to let me screw up because this veteran volunteer is right here with me. So, to be clear, here was my on-ramp for new volunteers again. Four-step process. I just want to make sure I'm very clear on explaining it for you guys. Number one, ownership class. Number two, opportunities tour. Number three, first look. And number four was our basics training curriculum. And again, you can get all this information on our blog. I've done blog posts on each one of these areas, flesh them out in detail. That's at 1230media.com forward slash blog. And in the show notes of this episode, I'll put links for all those blog posts so you don't have to search around and find them. It'll be right there, 1230media.com forward slash podcast. Click on episode number 31, and uh, you'll get all the links there. So your on-ramp for new volunteers, it may be a more condensed process for you. It may be more extensive. Either way, it needs to be put to paper. It needs to be very clear, very simple, and easy to understand. It doesn't need to be just in your brain. You must share it with your volunteers. They can and they will 
help you. We had teams for each of these areas. Like I mentioned, we had volunteer teams help with ownership classes, and then teams of volunteers help with opportunities tour, and then a team for first look and a team for basics training. Uh, I'll also put uh, my org chart, uh, how I organized uh, our media production team. I'll put a, a link to a blog post I did on that on the show notes to this episode as well. So you can kind of see it mapped out and kind of see what teams were where. We poured energy into all these areas and got veteran volunteers to help us with inviting people to our team and had them invest in training them. It wasn't all on me. In fact, I got to where I didn't show up every Monday night. We had teams of people that led Monday night. In fact, that was very much on purpose is to... I would take a a task and then try to give it away. Just take it and give it away and try to raise up as many leaders and as many opportunities as possible. I hope these ideas may spur some thought about how you invite and train new volunteers for your teams. Uh, And again, I will post uh, everything in the show notes for this episode, 1230media.com forward slash podcast. Well, that's it for this episode. Thanks for joining me this week on the Church Media Podcast. My hope and prayer is that we can learn from each other how to create experiences at our churches where people meet Jesus and where they take their next step with Him. I really appreciate your emails and comments about the show. You can leave a review of this podcast in iTunes, or a lot of you like to shoot me emails directly, and that's fine too. My email address is is carl, C-A-R-L, at 1230media.com. Feel free to sound off about anything and everything you want to about the podcast. Let me know what you like, what you don't like, anything about the show. I would love your feedback. Carl at 1230media.com. Also, remember, you can grab the show notes for this episode. It's going to be jam-packed with lots of fun stuff, lots of additional information that you can get Uh, on all the areas I talked about uh, in this episode. Again, that address is 1230media.com forward slash podcast. You can click on episode number 31. And again, you may be listening to this episode on the show notes page. Uh, So it's right under this audio file. All that information is there for you. Uh, I've put a free PDF of my on-ramp for new volunteers also on that page so you can download that for free and implement some of these ideas with your team. I really do hope that they will help you. I want to thank David Michael Hyde, my producer for this episode of the show. He is a producer and composer for film and digital media. You can find out more about David if you dare at davidmichaelhyde.com. Next week is going to be a blast. Barry Stallings who is one of our authors on the blog, will be joining me. Listener warning, Barry is a trip. You're going to love him. We're going to be talking about how you can get involved in supporting faith-based films and TV projects that may be coming to your area. You don't want to miss that episode. Thanks again for joining me this week, guys. Go out there and create some amazing experiences this Sunday. I'll catch you next week. 
Thanks for listening to the Church Media Podcast. Get the show notes for today's episode at 1230media.com slash podcast. And be sure to rate and review this podcast in iTunes. For more free church media resources, visit 1230media.com. We'll see you right here next week for another episode of the Church Media Podcast. Thank you.